<laughs> Yo, welcome to another Micah Rob present Rob Liddy. You can't get my name right. Rock or Mike? You're the one that you, you gave me my name. What, Rock or Mike? And you Rock? still say Rock or Mike. Rock or Mike. What the hell did I say? You said Mike or Rock. Oh, man, I'm wrong. <laughs> you know how much fucking alcohol yeah, well, and drugs I did last night? I'm fucking still Don't, fucked up from yesterday. Dude, I woke up this morning at 5.30 in the morning, and I was still drunk. I, after I left you yesterday, I went home, and I already had some drinks with you, and I drank more vodka <laughs> until I ran out of vodka, and then I drank tequila. Were you Sandy drunk? <laughs> not puking, but passed out. Definitely. Someone had to take a picture of me, I'm sure. I, I t- it early. Oh, <laughs> can I tell you something? What? I was trying to do another Rossi rant. Yeah. And I passed out in the middle in of it. In the middle of the rant, right? <laughs> but you deleted it. You should have kept the footage. That would have been, been great. That would have been, that really been good. great. Because I don't know what kind of fucked up shit I might have <laughs> done. <laughs> I might be on fucking Fox by the time I'm done. Oh, this guy's oh, fucked man. up. Yeah. <laughs> The Santa Claus one with the pimp. That was, that was better great. than Santa Claus. That was great. That was great. How'd you end up at Down the Hatch? That was last week, actually. Oh, that was, oh I thought it was last I night. I time travel last night. Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> All right, so we got a big star here, Mike. You want to do the introduction? Yeah. This Rock guy right Mike. here, Mr. Rob Lilly. He is the lead singer of the East River Bandits. And he's also a bartender here at 7B. Love Rob's bartending skills as well. As I know what's in a vodka skills. soda. Uh, yes, you do. He <laughs> makes a mean Bloody well. Mary too. Makes it very well. Yes, yes. And uh, the East River Bandits—they've been around for a while now. Uh, they're a country band, basically, uh, in the middle of the East Village, and that's cool. I gotta you ask know? you a question because you're like you—you you, you sing country, but you're also like a little bit more rock and roll, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well. And, like, a lot of the reason for that, I think, is because I'm the only one from Texas. Yeah. And all the other three boys are, like, like Dan and Tim are from, like, New York. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if Alan's from here, but I know, he went to, I know he went to school at Virginia Tech, but I think he went down there and came back. Okay. And so, but, like, I come in with, like, I'll just come in with an acoustic version of something and play it for them and I think it sounds like a country song and by the time they're done with it they've, a little more rock and roll. they've definitely amped it up like a lot what now, is that little instrument that um, Dan Sweeney played what is that called oh so that's mandolin it's a mandolin, mandolin. Yeah. mandolin. All right. and yeah. that's like kind of the whole reason we got uh, going is he'd been in Ireland and bought one yeah. and came back and popular recently. yeah trying to figure out like what he wanted and he was like he'd been in a pretty successful uh, rock band called Acquiesce Ooh. and uh, like they'd like toured and stuff like that and so he just was kind of looking for a new project and heard me playing in a bar like some country song that he knew the guy who wrote it and he was like oh maybe this guy needs yeah. some mandolin and the thing is though it's like such a traditional instrument like, difficult to play too and the thing is he never learned how to play it like you're really? supposed to like, properly his yeah. favorite band is ACDC so he plays it like he's in ACDC so he's playing like mandolin like Angus Young absolutely yeah, that's, okay. that, that's sort of his goal no, but, that, that. but that's good that's a unique kind of sound normally people play that very softly I didn't and then you know it's like it's normally known for like a lot of roles and stuff yeah. like that and he does those every now and again but not not mainly normally he's just like looking like he's trying to break that oh thing. yeah <laughs> I, I, I love that sound like you, that's a very unique sound anytime I hear he plays that that's like I think that's what makes you like different than any other band are that you, sound uh, is are you incredible. familiar with Ian Hunter Tomato Hoople yeah, okay. yeah yeah Ian Hunter has a band now for a long time called Ian Hunter and the Rant Band 
Okay, yeah. Rant, you'd like that. Yeah. Okay. And there's a, a a couple of songs that they they do from the Mata Hupu era. And there's a song called "I Wish I, w- I Wish I Were Your Mother." You know that one? You know it's got the mandolin. Yeah. And, and when they do that live, last time I saw them at City Winery about a year or two ago, uh, it's just great. You know, I mean, watching them. I've seen them up close many times. And uh, when the guy breaks out the mandolin, everybody goes crazy. Oh. They love it. They love it. And like Dan, we have this one song that's like a murder ballad, total traditional country stuff called "Big Muddy." And uh, when he plays that one, especially live, that's one of those uh, that it just, like, crushes. And he has, like, two little solos on that. And by the time he finishes that, it's like you'd have thought he just, like, lit an electric guitar on fire. He's wow. just, like, he kills it. Well, let's uh, let's give a little history here, okay? We're going to go back in time. Awesome. Back in time. <laughs> okay, now, uh, you are originally from Stevensville, Texas. Yeah, yeah, okay. Stevensville, Texas, absolutely. Okay, The now, cowboy capital of the world. Right, the cowboy capital of the world. Now, down there, you were listening to a lot of country music, or was it a mix of things? What were you listening to when you were living down there? Uh, I mean, I listened to, like, a lot. Of, I listened to, uh, growing up, uh, my brother and I, we had our own rooms. We, like, shared a bathroom. Yeah. And he had a radio, and I didn't, so I had to just, and he could go to sleep, and I couldn't, so I just listened to whatever he listened to yeah. all night. So I like, I have a lot of, like, oldies influence mm-hmm. and stuff, like a Buddy Holly song, sure. the first song I ever learned. Buddy Holly's from Texas, too. Absolutely. Yep. And, uh, and then, like, like kind of 90s country, so, like, that sort of, like, Garth Brooksy era at the very start of it. And uh, and then I just started getting more into like classic rock and things like that. And then I found out about like this sort of like burgeoning Texas music scene that really was starting to get popular around the time I was in junior high and high school. Okay, guys like Robert Rokeen and Pat Green, Corey Morrow, uh, yeah. a lot of guys like that. And uh, and I'd love driving around singing to their stuff in a car, but I never I didn't play guitar at the time or anything. When did you pick up the guitar? After my parents uh, made the mistake of letting me go to the Deleon Peach and Melon Festival in 1998, <laughs> which is exactly as big of an event as it sounds like. I think the town of Deleon, even still, only has like around 300, 400 people in it. Wow. And I watched Pat Green, who's now been, I think he's won a Grammy or two at this point, play for like 60 people, and there's nobody there. Yeah. And I was already a fan, but then after that, I like went home and stole my dad's guitar that night. Oh, your dad played? Well, a little, a little bit, bit. like in bit. college yeah. and stuff like folk music and stuff and uh, so I just like stole his guitar no one even noticed that I was like teaching myself how to play at night okay. <laughs> yeah how is that how do you yeah. learn like do you buy a book or you just got to my brother had some book like teach yourself to play guitar and yeah. just would yeah, show you the, the basic uh, chords what's it Mel uh I forget the guy's name. Mel something. It's like a famous. And it would just show you. It would just show you like the, you know, the chord, like the fingering pattern. Right, where do you put? Where you put your fingers? And that was right around the time you know it was still dial up, but the internet was starting to do stuff, and yeah. you could just go look up songs and yeah. find the chords. Because yeah. now I can normally kind of pick it out, but at the time I had no idea, so I just do that and try to play my favorite songs. Wow. When did you put? Well, when you were in Texas, you had a band? No, no. You I really didn't start playing? I, I played a little bit in college. I actually used to play at a place called Poor David's Pub in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, which is where, like, the Dixie Chicks got their start. Right. Like, they've, had some, they've had some really good people, really good people come through there. And, like, back in the day, like, every, like even Clapton's played there. They've had really? sort of everybody wow. through the years. And uh, I did an open mic there. And this is a true story. The guy had David Card is his name, the owner. And he had me come down, and uh, I hadn't been playing but maybe about a year. I was a freshman in college. And uh, he was like, yeah, man, um, you're not much of a guitar player. 
And I was like, well, I know, I've only been playing a year or so. And he's like, and you really can't sing all that good. I was like, did I have to come down here for to this? Get, get like, <laughs> I feel like you could have done this over the phone. Yeah. And uh, but then he was like, there's just something, I don't know, I kind of like listening to you play. So I'm going to put you on like double bills, like acoustic stuff with people better than you. And maybe we'll train you up a little bit. I think that sort of that definitely helped. helped. Oh, Very helped. Helped. Definitely yeah. helped. And you were playing traditional country music at that point? Or? Oh, at that point, I'd already kind of started to write my own songs. And so I yeah. was playing those. And then... Uh, and sort of more that like outlaw country stuff is what I was yeah, always drawn I, to. I, I like that stuff too. I love that I'm, stuff. I'm a big man. like Hank the Third fan. Hank oh, the yeah, Third. Hank the Third. I love. I mean, Waylon Jennings. Yeah. Waylon Jennings. Amazing is amazing to me. Right. Steve Earle right. is like a huge hero. Of Mo Hadley. I love Mo oh, Hadley. Yeah, Mo Hadley. We yeah. actually do a cover of Mama Tried. That was one of our first songs really? with Dan playing mandolin, and it takes like a whole different twist. Oh yeah, song. I like George cool. Jones. Oh yeah, we do. A, we do a great White Lightning cover. Yeah, White Lightning's a great song. That is a great song. Definitely. Definitely. You know, um, so what brought you to our fair city? Oh, how did you how'd you get here? You did play a little football, right? Oh, I did. Where did you play football at? All right. I, I, I played in high school at Stephenville on a team that actually ended up winning like the national. What like, position did you play? I was an offensive lineman. I was a right tackle in high school. And then uh, played a little in college, but not too. I played for SMU briefly. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. And, uh, but, uh, that was also at the time when, because uh, I'd been, I'd grown up and I was so into football all the time. It was like, that's all I wanted to do. Yeah. And then uh, after I saw the Pat Green show, I was like, actually, now what I want to do is play guitar all the time. Okay. Wow. It's like one of those things, like, once you hear the music, you can't sit still. Like, Let me ask you that. So you play in a high, that, like, in Texas, like, high school is, like, huge. That's, like, Friday. You can play high the Friday fo- Night Lights. Oh, yeah. Like, like, high school uh, football is huge. We used to have a saying, like, if we were playing an away game, even for the high school team, it would be, like, last one out of town, turn out the lights. Like, there's not going to be anybody there. And we even got to play, like, some games at Texas Stadium and things like that, which is, wow. when you're a kid and you get to walk into, like, the Dallas Cowboys locker room and they got your name and stuff above oh, it, that's pretty awesome. cool. That is awesome. That is awesome. Wow. It treats you like a bro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, man. I, yeah. I stole every single one of those signs and took them both. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. So, Mike, what were you going to say? I was going to say, um, you know, when did you come to New York? Uh, I came I came to New York uh, in, it's been a little over 12 years now. Okay, so 2007? Uh, 2000, October of 2007. And what what made you come here? What was the reason? Um, I finally finished up school. I was one of those non-traditional, like, go back, go back, yeah, to yeah. finally finish. And I finally finished with an English degree. Okay. So unless you want to be a teacher, and I didn't, uh, there's not, I couldn't really That's think of what to do. do with that. Yeah, and, uh, books. Yeah, yeah, can't do that either. And so I fin- I uh, did my final like, semester in Spain. Really? Yeah, in Malaga, Spain. And on my way there, I stayed wow. with some friends here in New York. And I'd been here once when I was 16. My aunt brought me uh, and my two cousins. But I was like, wasn't sure if I liked it then. And then when I came back years later, I was like, this place. Wait, you can get a sandwich at 3.30 in the morning? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, what? Yeah, it's like, yeah, and get a, and get get a beer to go with it. I was like, what? Hey, you can get anything you want at 3.30. I grew, yeah. I, grew, I, grew, I grew up in a dry county. When I was a kid, you had to drive 35 miles to get yeah, a beer. Like, like, wow. It's crazy. Different world. You know, yeah. the first time I met Rob, I met him when the call, and he was working at Joe's Bar. Then yeah. Then it was called Georgie's. Yeah. And you were there, and we were playing the jukebox, hanging out. I think me and the call were like the only customers that night. That sounds about right for Joe's Bar. And it was yeah, like, oh, shit. Yeah, we were there hanging out, and 
that's the way I met Rob Liddy, and then we started working here, and he started. But that was before. Him. That was before the the bandits. I, I, yeah, guys yeah, that was before that? the bandits. Yeah, it probably uh, was before the bandits. The bandits got together around 2012, so I've been okay. here about five years already at that point. Uh, and I've pretty much given up on doing anything music-wise. I was just like, well, I guess it's just a fun you hobby. Just bartending. Yeah, and I. Uh, at the time the, that the bandits really started to come together, actually, I was working security on Madison Avenue at a high-end, hand, like, exotic skin handbag store. Okay. <laughs> so, like, for some strange reason, I can tell the difference between anaconda and python skin now. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. There's, a, there's a valuable tool to have in life right there. So, um, how do you get the bandit started? What made you, like, put this band together? You're in New York well, City. And-, and really, Dan was the guy who, who really got it going. Uh, he heard me play, like, some Sunday afternoon. and was like, I know the guy who wrote that song. And I was like, I thought he was... He's like, he's not going to sue me, is he? <laughs> and uh, like, he put ten bucks in my guitar case. And uh, he came back and actually had me uh, play, like, a solo show uh, at the 11th Street Bar where we ended up getting our yeah. start. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he was just sitting there basically sort of taking notes. He was like, you want to get together and jam? And I was like, I'd love to get together and jam. I didn't realize that was already rehearsal. Like, he already had planned. Planned, that was all. Wow. And then his uh, college roommate, Tim, uh, is also a musician and can play bass. So he's like, well, we've got a bass player. And uh, just need a drummer. And he had a good friend named Vinny who's played all over and plays with a bunch of different bands. Like, yeah. He's a gigging drummer for a living. And so he was he was the one who drummed on our first record. And uh, also just a hilarious person. <laughs> now, you know, this this neighborhood is known for more, you know, punk rock history and, right. and rap and stuff like that. Not so much for country. That doesn't mean there's no country bands around. There have been a few over the years, not many. But that's kind of a unique thing for us, which it, is great. It, 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 that, I think that definitely fits a niche yeah. for you guys. And... I always believe, and I, I'm, I'm not going to say that I was the first to say this, because actually it was Mike Ness actually said oh, this, yeah. but Mike Ness from Social Distortion said, and I believe this, that there's nothing more punk rock than country. I swear. Okay. <laughs> story of my life. <laughs> yeah. You play Story of My Life on an acoustic guitar. It's, that is the most country sounding song, song I've ever heard. heard. Yeah, it is. Like, it it totally is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, and Mike Ness kind of, and Social Distortion. And like his cover of Marty Robbins' Big Iron. Big like Iron, yeah. But he made it yeah. like super rock. It was awesome. It was they, they invented that whole cow punk genre. They started yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people have gone with that. Yeah. You know? And uh, you got a little bit of elements of that. Well, and that's and like when when Dan gets really, especially in like I think the thing that we're the best at, and I'm, I'm very proud of this, is we're a good live band. We put on a good show. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I don't know if it's gonna be like change your life, great music or something, but I think while you're there, you're gonna have a good time. Yeah. Like, well, that's what it's about. Anybody that's gonna get up and play, whether it's punk rock or country or anything like that you, you, you're there to make everybody have a good time right? yeah and if you do that you, you succeed it's know? great like when we've seen people like getting up and dancing and shows yeah. and stuff like yeah. that just like makes you feel great inside yeah you've you seen that little video I sent you of the clip from that live show that I went to yeah. last week yeah and I, I've checked out a few other things online and, and uh, I'm gonna be coming down 11th Street Ball yeah you've been, you've been playing there like monthly right pretty much uh Lately, lately, yeah, yeah. Our next show is going to be December third, uh, Tuesday night. December third is the night with the other thing, right? Damn. 
Blood. Oh, yeah. Who played one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Maybe I'll come see you in January. We're also playing that following Sunday, which is the 8th, I believe. Okay. Uh, and it's like a charity fundraiser thing. We're only going to play like a five song set. For Where's that. that? It's still at 11th Street Bar. They've been doing this oh, yeah, we'll go for years now. Year. For the, they do it for yeah. the Downtown Elves charity. Which okay. is, it's just a it's a nice thing. And it basically just gets Christmas presents for kids who wouldn't have yeah. one. Okay. So we've been really lucky. We've been involved in that for a while now. Look into something like that. Dude, you know, I, I didn't realize you had a video until today. I oh, yeah. How yeah, the hell did that happen? Um, that was all part of the, like, the Kickstarter thing. The Kickstarter, all right. Which is how we funded the first record. Yeah, let's uh, talk about that. Now, like, you know, you guys got together in 2012 around that time. Right. And that year you put out an album called Down the Road. Yeah. Now, the great thing about this that I love is you actually went to the fans and through Kickstarter, okay, and funded its crowdfunded album. Yeah. Uh, it was amazing that many people wanted to hear us. <laughs> as a side note, do you remember we talked about The Dam? Yeah. And how their last album oh, yeah, was, was, was crowdfunded. Yeah. I don't know if it was Kickstarter, but it was, it was crowdfunded. Yeah. And it went to number seven in the UK. Yeah, in the UK. That's amazing. Yeah. And it was yeah. the, the highest charting album, I think, ever. And it was crowdfunded. That's great. And they just played Master Square God. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> fucking miracles happen, man. Yeah, you we know? got to one. Of, it was one of the coolest things uh, when we saw just the first record out. Uh, we got to uh, be part of the opening act for Shooter Jennings at Bowery Ballroom. Wow! Wow! So we got to play for Waylon Jennings' son. son. Yeah. That's awesome. Which was he's cool. It was pretty. Cool. It was amazing because it was like. Uh, like 700 people or something in there yeah and it was like totally like we had to sign autographs afterwards and then yeah. i had to work the next day and it was just like would you like a bud light drafter bottle and i was like i just really went from here down to yeah. here like a reality set in yeah you know that's so the, awesome. the life of a musician right yeah. there yeah now one track that stood out and everybody knows from that first album down the road is a little bit of drinking oh yeah okay in fact what I got to mention too is on all three of your releases, you got songs about drinking. Absolutely. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You're definitely good in my book with that. Holding, holding on to that country tradition. A yep. song is about you know whiskey and whiskey women. and heartache. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Crying into your whiskey, man. That's that's the best kind of country music. You know what songs I like? I like um, the old bar. Oh, this uh-huh. old bar. This, old, this bar. old bar. And then I love uh, down the down the road is going tonight. Those are like my favorite songs. I like. I heard I heard like the nicest comp- compliment. Uh, this guy actually took a train. I think from he was living in Philly at the time. Yeah. And came to see one of our shows at Skinny Dennis. And this guy, uh, his name's David Kurtois. And he went to the same church as me growing up. He was, like, way older. Like, I didn't really know him. In Texas. Yeah. And uh, apparently he was, like, living in Ohio and was, like, driving a truck or something like that. But he said he listened to Down the Road every day, like, to start his day off. Like, to, like, get him going. Yeah. And that was, like, one of the nicest compliments I've ever sure. gotten on a song. Because, like, yeah, I've yeah. had those songs that mean stuff to that me. Start like, you, that yeah, gets start you going. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that, that one of our songs could be that to somebody is pretty, pretty amazing. Um, when, we, when me and you were talking the other day over here, um, you mentioned to me about how you got turned on to other kinds of music just by either working here in the bar or just living Absolutely. in the neighborhood. And, and one band you mentioned to me, which is one of my all-time favorite bands, is The Cramps. Oh, yeah, right. now, absolutely. Now, band, the yeah, now, now we're going to be doing a show about them coming up in a couple of weeks, a two-part show yeah. on The Rock Show. Uh, but um, 
how does the cramps influence you? What, what, what is it that you like about that? Uh, first of all, I mean, just some of the, like, just the guitar hooks are unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, and it's got that kind of, like I was saying, I was such an oldies fan, fan yeah. growing up, and it's definitely got, going back to, like, a lot of that sort of... But they put bass. a twist on everything. Yeah, yeah, but then, like, you just hear, like, the attitude oh, that yeah. comes with it, and yeah. that's one of the things I like about the band is, is I feel like for... It's, well, they, got, it's got a little more attitude than your they, they, traditional... They were such rockabilly freaks. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, then, yeah it totally and, and, shows in the yeah, music. Yeah. I mean... The, I mean, Goo Goo Muck, I could listen to you on repeat for, oh, yeah. forever. Forever. Yep. Yep. That's cool. Let me ask you, what kind of covers you like to do and when you guys do the, the show? Because I hear you guys do a few covers. Which one is, like, one of your favorite covers? Well, one of our things that we like to do is... And uh, is uh, just take like a really traditional old country song yeah and then kind of put our twist on it okay like we've been known to do for encores like Folsom Prison Blues oh yeah I have heard that and uh, we do George Jones White Lightning White Lightning right, and uh, yeah we've done like Mama Tribe Merle Haggard yeah so, and then the one we've been doing lately uh, is uh, Tom T. Hall's old one How I Got to Memphis yeah that's, that's a, a great good one. one yeah one. and we the, the, the drummer and Dan and I do like I think we get a nice little harmony harmony going on the on the chorus there and I was like ooh that's we almost sound like we're singing that's yeah. great cool. Cool. <laughs> cool. have you guys ever gone di- down to Nashville and just played in a bunch of bars no we haven't and Dan's Dan's thing too because he has friends in Nashville yeah. yeah. and then he also was like I want to go to Texas and play in some bars in Texas and then I can finally get a cowboy hat <laughs> now, like, it's, now it's legit he's right? like I will not get a cowboy hat until we play in Texas so hopefully yeah. we'll, we'll get on that and actually, like, the Texas country scene is even trying to do a thing in uh, New York. Uh, they've been doing a thing the last couple of years, like, where they've got kind of, like, some nice mid-level but smaller bands as well that are playing, like, you know, guys that are grinding it out all week playing shows every night. And they go to London and just, like, play, they call it a Texas music takeover and play yeah. all these pubs and stuff. And they're trying to get one of those, like, going here in uh, New York. You know what's funny is you, people now, they think, you know, country music doesn't fly in New York, but I don't. I don't know if you remember Rob, but when we were kids, there was a country music station. Oh yeah, there was AM. one. Yeah. There was always it was one. W H N. Okay, and my grandfather used to listen to it. You know, and I would listen to it sometimes. Yeah. And ever since then, I think that when that went off the air, that last probably thirty years ago or something like that, that was the end of it. You know, you didn't have any more on the radio. I remember. I love. There was some. Well, there might have been it, something. It, it, F, it, F, FM that tried to put up one or two. Like there've been country music that tried, yeah. but they don't last more than a year after a while. I yeah. don't know why. Because, but there, there is like. Well, now it's, now radio is, doesn't matter oh, yeah, really because of the internet. But look at the bars in the neighborhood. There's a lot of bars here that are pretty much country bars yeah. in New York City. Absolutely. You know? Look at docks. Or at least you know. keep like you know country on that jukebox. And yeah. the thing is, like people. Especially in bars, it seems like you know it's good because it's drinking. It's music. good drinking. It's drinking, music, you, know, you know. And there's nothing, nothing better than sitting there listening to like you look know, at a page, song look at a page. You know? It's all country music yeah, with page. some rock and roll. Yeah, that's pretty much two, all. two floors of it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like holy shit. But back in the day, you had like Bear Bar. You had a bunch of bars that were like pretty yep. much country. And the only reason they're not here because they either got um they got bought out and. Um, and you know they just they just disappeared. Do you remember, uh, remember Jones Street Cafe? Yeah, yeah. Was, Do you remember the jukebox yeah. in there? Yeah, they actually had records. Yeah, yeah. up to the end. 
That that and uh, and the cornbread were just yes. out of sight. The, <laughs> the, the wall and, and that the was all. The raccoon lounge on Amsterdam also had record. They had they had the little record. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I was, yeah. one time yeah. I was I was with, I was you remember Jenna right? Yeah. So I was, Jenna and I were going drinking one night down in like Tribeca and stuff, and we were sloshed. And uh, <coughs> uh, you mean lumped the, up? T- yeah, we were super lumped <laughs> up. We were we were we were. Fresh mashed potatoes, um, and uh, we went over to Raccoon Lounge. I don't remember this at all. I was completely out of it. Yeah. And like the next time I saw the person we went with, they're like, "Oh yeah, uh, it's like something about Raccoon Lounge closed." I was like, "Oh, I always wanted to go there." They're like, "You did." I took over the jukebox immediately, and I was like, "Well, that does sound like something I would do." <laughs> you just have no recollection of it, right? I just don't recall doing it. Apparently, I was like every country song in there. I was like. Doo, doo, doo. Dude, you know the last time the last time we went to Raccoon Lounge, it was all of us. Yeah. And um, it was after I think a Labor Day trip. We like we used to do the boat ride. Yeah. And it's everybody at the bar go to Raccoon Lounge, and some motherfucker just took out fucking cocaine and did it right on top of the bar, and the bartender kicked the guy out so fast. Oh my god. It was fucking hysterical that the dude just did that shit. Was it like like, one of those things? Like, did you bring enough for the rest of the class? (laughs) No, it was like, get the fuck out. It was fucking funny, man. But the dude said, this is the last time I'm going to be able, and he fucking went for it. I couldn't fucking believe it. It was fucking hysterical, man. That's funny, man. It was so funny, but he got kicked out right away, man. Sure, you can't have that. (laughs) (laughs) But also, it's like, that makes you think of like those, like, like, the honky tonks and stuff that yeah. you like see like it's like you can crazy, see that crazy shit going on breaking bottles or whatever yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now at home back home are you a bit of a, a rock star no no really? uh, there's actually two guys from my high school that are also musicians uh-huh. and doing way better uh, uh, a guy super, they're both awesome too uh, one guy goes by the, his stage name is Buck Buffalo uh huh Oh, I know, isn't that great? <laughs> and uh, Rob would call him Fuck Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like, I got to get one of those t-shirts. And then my other friend I went to school with, John Young, who's like the reason he's always like, you got, you always got to have a guitar pick in your wallet. And I still carry one in my all wallet times. because of those guys. At all times. That's great. And Buck, Buck is one of those guys that's being involved in that Texas music takeover thing. Yeah. Wow. And uh, so I'm just like, how cool would it be if like some of those guys from my hometown came up to New York and played some shows? That would oh, be that'd amazing. Be, you would probably join them. Would you join them? Yeah. We Hopefully we'd be part of it. Let me ask your opinion on something, because labels and stuff with country music changes yeah. a lot over the years. Definitely. And one, one label that I don't really get, because I don't understand it, is that alt-country label. Okay. Okay. Uh, you see it a lot. Uh, you see a lot of bands lumped into that. You, probably you guys could be lumped into that. I would that. say probably. Yeah, but I don't understand it because I see and I hear what's considered all country. To me, it's just country. It's real country music. And I think for the most part, they're talking like an alternative to like that super polished Nashville branding yeah, and yeah, stuff. Well, that's like, not country music to me. Uh, to me, yeah. it's it's pop music with a cowboy hat. That's but, exactly like, all this. <laughs> oh, you know, and a pretty face and whatever. Well, I love that Tom Waits line, like when he won the alternative rock Grammy. Yeah. He just goes up in his speech was alternative to what? <laughs> exactly. I mean, remember the, the worst thing with labels was when Jethro Tull won Best Heavy Metal Album. Oh, that was that was horrible. Oh, remember that? Oh, that was. And crap. it was the first year they had that that category. That was crap. It. But the Country Music Awards of this week. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I saw commercials CMA. for it today. Yeah. CMA. 
and uh, Dolly, is, is Dolly that Reba, Dolly, Reba and Dolly are hosting? Yeah, Dolly and now Dolly Parton, Parton like that's yeah, huge class. So she's, you gotta love her. She's straight awesome yeah. all the way to the moon and back. You know what? Because she's getting a show coming out on Netflix soon. There is something yeah, coming something, out, and it's about her song, so she's gonna have a show. But she's a great songwriter. Yeah, totally they can play like nine instruments. It's gonna be like a series based on some of her songs, so it should be an interesting concept, and she's in it. Yeah, another another woman from that same era I love is Loretta Lynn. Oh, yeah. Lord, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, God. Did you ever hear the, the Van Lee Rose album? With Jack White yeah. producing it? Oh, that that. Is, that's an album that probably no more than a month or two ago by that I don't listen to. It. Oh. Okay. That album, since it came out, I think he won a Grammy for that, too. Probably. She did, she that, did, she did, that Portland song Portland is just Oregon. unbelievable. Yeah, oh, that's a great Slow song. Gin Fizz. Slow Gin yeah, Fizz. Yep, that ain't that love and tell me what it is. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, Slow Gin Fizz is one of the few things that has an egg in it. Yeah. Really? You gotta put an egg in it. Can you it's make a, it? A way to do like it. a whole egg or just the white? Fuck no. <laughs> like make. if someone walked in and said, give you a slow gin fit. Dude, you somebody walked into out, international right? yesterday and asked for a fucking frozen daiquiri. My words, get the fuck out of my bar. <laughs> And the guy goes, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what about that makes you think you're going to have a frozen daiquiri there? He said, does this look like this kind of place? daiquiri. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, so the, I see that all your covers, was Justin the guy that do all your covers? Yeah, uh, Justin Kaufman, justink.com. The album uh, covers? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We, but he, we, I worked with him for years and years here, and he's a super talented artist, like could be, blue guy up there is Justin mm-hmm. he's got a really distinctive style and uh, and it's been kind of neat that he's done every single one of our record covers That's awesome. uh, which is kind of like Steve Earl has one guy that does all of his which is really I think it's just cool that if you look at ours it's like oh that's a bandit's record it's not just like a picture of a highway or something yeah. you know yeah yeah, so you did the, another LP, Whiskey and the Women. EP, Absolutely, EP, right? What was um, an EP? Um, what was um, what was the inspiration to that song? Oh well, huge surprise, a uh, breakup. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's that shocking. That was lead up to you know if you you ever heard the, the, the terminology if you play country music back where you get your car back, your woman, oh, yeah, and your dog, the dog, dog. <laughs> yeah, the dog's still fun. I've heard that. That's true. Um, but yeah, no, it was just like one of those things. And um, the title a, track is great. I it's like a little it. bit true. It's a little bit made up. And, yeah. you know, it's one of those things I'm always like, well, if you want to tell your side of the story, start your own band. Like, <laughs> yeah, because the way you did it, you started with fairy tale. It's like you're going through the journey, and then the last one yeah. is the breakup. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That and one. that's and a lot of that is from like Alan and Dan figuring out how to sequence it too. Yeah, because it started with Fairy Tale, Lonely Miles, Big Muddy, Good Time for the Roll, and then Whiskey and the Woman. And that's that's only one of our one of our closers, or because it's just one of those, it has the easy setup line. Yeah. Like here's a song about two of my favorite things. Whiskey you know? <laughs> and uh, the second LP. What was the inspiration for that? It's Psychedelic the Cowboy. Uh, Were you doing acid? No. What's your Beatle album? That's, it, was, it was actually... Is that your Sgt. Pepper? Uh, totally, totally. As close as we're getting. Uh, no, this, the title track actually is based off a semi-true story, the best kind. Okay. Uh, one, of, one, of, one of my relatives, I almost like, don't want to say which one, I'm afraid he'll sue us for likeness rights. Uh, but uh, you still Uh-oh. live... He'll know. Yeah. <laughs> he'll know who it is. But uh, 
what he used in like the like late sixties maybe. Yeah. He like was living in a hippie commune outside of Aspen. Uh, so the story goes, and like had like hair down to his butt and was all this. But he'd also gone to school at Texas Tech on a steer wrestling scholarship. Wow! So the guy was a total all around cowboy. Had been his whole life. He became a hippie. And yeah, and so many more things. Sure, he didn't go home anytime soon. <laughs> well, apparently, like this was before Aspen was Aspen. You know, it was still, like yeah. a small town. Yeah. And um, he was like, I think they were like delivering groceries or something. Yeah. And they found like there was like a thing for a rodeo coming into town, and I think he came in second or third in the all-around like he didn't even have a hat to wear uh, and apparently the crowd started calling him the psychedelic cowboy <laughs> uh, and I think he had to like tie his hair in like one really long braid and everything yeah. so I was just like oh my god if there's not a song in that like I don't know yeah that's perfect material and then Tim and Dan are far more into like they, they also like Grateful Dead and some trippier stuff so they're yeah. like oh we get to do this trippy intro for it yeah. oh it was great intro and I like totally that, yeah. give it that sort of psychedelic vibe and everything cool cool now you have a now, these these three are what you have out now. Mm-hmm. Are you working on anything coming coming up? We've been we've we've been workshopping some new songs and got like a few demos done and everything. And it was just like one of those things that seemed like I thought I was only gonna have five, and then it was seven, and now so we may end up making a full record again. Oh yeah, uh, for this Good. one, I'm not entirely sure. We'll see how it shakes out. But uh, we've right. already and, uh, we've already started like uh, mapping out what we want to do with some of these new ones, and yeah. I'm hoping. That we're even going to be able to debut a few new ones at the December 3rd show. I was going to say, you kind of road test them with some shows. Yeah, absolutely. See what's sort of working. Let me ask you another. How can people purchase your music? Do you have your own website? Do you send it to Apple? We do have our own website, but probably the best way to, like, if you want to purchase the music is it's on Apple Music. Yeah, it's on Amazon. Amazon also. Amazon, yeah. So it's also, you know, you can stream it on Spotify, but feel free to buy it. On, on Apple Music Nothing it's like fine. the real stuff <laughs> They're EPs They're cheap Yeah, yeah EPs are <laughs> $11, $12 yeah. I, think, I think they're like five ninety. Oh, they really? <laughs> yeah. so buy all three people Come on Yeah Yeah, you can buy The whole album collection <laughs> Yep For the so, price of two beers You can get all three So, um, what do you think You're going to release This new album Or this new um, it'll, it'll, L, uh, EP It usually takes a while Um just because, like, the schedules of all the guys, like, everybody has full-time yeah. other jobs. Yeah. Like, our drummer, uh, our current drummer, Alan Camlin, he runs Hoboken Recorders. Okay. Uh, okay. And it's, like, the first time I went in there, I was, like, I thought I was in Electric Ladyland or something. I was, like, this is a proper studio with, like, all these different rooms and, like, a giant live room to work right. on stuff. And uh, so I've gone out and done a few demos for that and then just... I've just been writing a lot lately, so I figured, like, let's just throw it, throw it at the guys, play them a bunch of stuff, see what they like, and yeah. then we'll start working on their favorites. Cool. Cool. Not bad. Well, we're, um, all, we're all about promoting you. Yeah. You know, I told you this the other day, that you know, we're all about live music and, you know, we're trying to help any local bands out that we can. You Which know, is so, super uh, appreciated. You know, yeah. Thank you, guys. No problem. And you as local as guess. So when yeah. can people find you here at the 7B Horseshoe Bar? At the 7B Horseshoe Bar, I work uh, Wednesday and Thursday nights from 8 till 4 a.m. Because yep. we're all insane got people. The, got the late shift. And uh, then I also work uh, Saturday and Sunday day shifts with great Gina Rizzi yep. on Saturdays. We do the college football thing, which is a lot of fun. Who works for you on Sunday? Uh, Kelsey, uh, this lady named Kelsey Blanchard, who is just terrific. It's her first football season, and she's 
I mean, it's such a football bar She's here. She's new, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. her first, her very first day actually working was week one, opening wow. Sunday, Baptism which is a, by zoo, fire, a zoo in here, yep, an yep, absolute yep. zoo, and just. She's great. So yeah. it's, this is a great bar. This is a great bar. Yeah. Oh man, it's, it's one of the places like it's it's one of the best things that ever happened to me was to get this job here. Yeah. That no, that and happened to be playing in the bar when Dan was walking in to watch the Islanders play. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys met here. It was, it was yeah. a different bar. Different but, bar. Right. But right. he but he'd walked in to watch the Islanders play. Yeah. He used to live down the street and. Okay. Just, Worked out really well for me. So, you know, Dan Sweeney is uh, one of the owners of the 11th Street Bar, also. So yeah, he's a good guy. We should go there one day, have a few drinks, and we should do. Him. We should do a podcast from there one day. We it's a great, do. great bar. Oh, we can, they got some nice places. They live in the back. We yeah, I've been, yeah. Great I've been spots in there. Great spots. I think. Um, yeah, but they open it later. Maybe we can yeah. do it on a Wednesday or something. Just talk to him before we do it. Maybe even have him as a guest. Sure. Lots yeah, of possibilities, man. The architect of the East River Bandit. The architect. <laughs> and he's also, it's funny because uh, at least up till now, I'm the only one who writes the songs. I'm, I've been the only like, lyric writer. Yeah. But funny enough, uh, Dan is who came up with the name. It's a great name. It's I great thought it was name. a great name, yeah. too. <laughs> as soon as I heard it, I was like, that's got to be what it is. Definitely, definitely. And he originally wanted it to be like Rob Lilly in the East River Bandits. No, it's and I was ad- I was very adamant that that was not what we were gonna do because I like I like being part of the team, part of a group. Yeah, I think, I think that's I think that's the offensive yeah. lineman in me. Like I like being part of the team, nice. being in a band, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and like being part of something. And I I I like doing that instead of being apart from it. Right. You know what's funny? You played the rodeo bar a few times, also, right? We didn't do rodeo bar. Well, you did uh, bar that I was like, but we did skinny Dennis. We had a we had a. I think that's when we had our psychedelic cowboy record release was skinny Dennis. Uh-huh. And it was that's a you know, great country bar in Brooklyn, and it was amazing because I've I've loved. Where that is that place? I heard of it. I just it's like at. Bedford and Barry it's, Metropolitan. It's, it's in Williamsburg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not All far right. from, not far from the Bedford. Yeah. Stop. Looks cozy. Yeah. What a podcast. That's my spice buddy. <laughs> That's a really awesome chef. He makes really great oh, yeah. hot sauce. Not bad. Cool. cool. So, um, how else can we get in contact with you? You got an email? You got a website? How yeah, we have, East R- we have EastRiverBandits.com. And, like, anybody who you know wants to book us for Madison Square Garden can totally email yeah. us. And uh, we have a pretty good oh, yeah. response rate for stuff like that. Um, and that's a funny thing. Even when we're playing 11th Street Bar, to me, it just still feels like I'm so... I love doing it so much. It feels like we're in Madison Square Garden. To yeah, me, to you, that's every show. Yeah. Selling out awesome. the garden. Awesome. <laughs> and you have a good oh, following, too. No, he you also played Harleen Grocery a few times. Yeah, we've done, I think, two residencies. Yeah. Uh, we've yeah. played Mercury Lounge, Mercury Rockwood. Lounge. Yeah, Rockwood. We've been really, really fortunate in the places yeah. we've been able to play. Um, I, 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 um, I talk to Tommy London once in a while. I just go visit him down the hatch. And he's like, a, he's, he's big. And he does like his own little uh, $5 rock night at the uh, Earning Grocery. I don't know if you'd be interested in doing like a, something with him. I could ask him if he ever needs like an act or a band to play. Well, I mean, for, for me, I'm... I'm I just want to play all the time. So, okay. like, that's that's where I come. Like, yeah. when I go home later, it's like, I guarantee you yeah. I'm probably going to be playing for another three hours or more. Like, mm-hmm. just can't stop, really. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Especially right. if you're a little lumped up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mike Rob. Mike Rocker Mike. Rocker Mike. Jesus Christ, I am. I got this, it. This is what I'm lumped up. <laughs> you're lumped, I'm you're like, lumped I got it. I'll get the name right. Your brain stuck. It's the same thing I got called Kansas Fried Chicken. What was it? What is it? Uh, oh, Max's. Max's Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> <Max's> <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> So how can we get in touch with you? Okay, I'm on Instagram, RockerMike212, RockerMike212 on Instagram. Uh, Twitter, you can tweet me, RockerMike3. And then I'm on Facebook, too, uh, under Michael Baker. And you're on Facebook, Rob Lilly. Yeah, yeah right. Rob Lilly. And then also uh, East River Bandits has a Facebook page that will let you know about shows, shows and, stuff. and stuff. And we're actually going to be trying to do some more content on the Facebook page. Like maybe if it's just like a video of somebody like working on it, yeah. like doing an acoustic song or something like that, we were gonna try and maybe do some more of that. Oh yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, man. It's good to update just a lot. To, oh, just to keep some interest. Yeah, going, you can you know. do a video one day where you do a show at Eleventh uh, Street Bar. Just put it up. Like do like a. Well, we actually had a guy who videoed. I think the entire show from the back last time. I saw that. And then we did like some promo pictures afterwards. Nice. Like, no one told me we were doing promo pictures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, Rob, thank you, man. You were a great guest. Are you kidding? Rob, thank you for Mike, being on the show. So and also, Rob, always, uh, let, us know, let us know where you do show, because we can always um, put your stuff up on the rock show. We go to the show. We'll we promote, promote it. it. If we you got a people. show coming up, I'll oh, mention it, because yeah. uh, I do like upcoming shows. We'll talk about things coming up. Definitely. Anything Come got, on, we'll do a little bit of drinking. You know? A little bit of yeah. drinking. <laughs> and, 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 the the and, rock show got about maybe a thousand followers that listen to it uh, once a week, so it's a good venue. That's, and that's those amazing. People, and we actually got people in Europe now. We're getting some European. Yeah, oh, people, we have people in Iran. Figure <laughs> that out. And it's you know what? People across the pond like country music, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they do. Yeah. They do, so you never know. Oh, man. Right person amazing. is it, you know? You never know. Fantastic. So, guys, thank you. thank you for everything. Remember, don't, don't get, get drunk, drunk. Get, get lumped up. up. We'll see you again real soon. Thanks again. Are you, how, how'd I do? Is that all right? Oh, man. Thank oh, you.